Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstars. Thank you. It's been a while. So yeah, needed, you got the rest I needed, up. I had to get some aggression out on that oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, it's a good thing. That's the only thing that came out. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep your cock back where it belongs. Oof. Well, I got full on sixty-five inch cock right now. <laughs> okay. Mine is ultra wide. <laughs> <laughs> I am dumb. And I am fan. And after uh, six weeks, which <laughs> because of our runway for listening audiences, four weeks, <laughs> we are back. We had a lot of stuff going on, including a uh, mild blindness. <laughs> yes, we, we have one member of the podcast lose an eye, and the other one had to reintroduce himself to his own children after several days of not being home. Yes, but we are back, you know, celebrating our midlife crisis by watching early 90s professional wrestling. Almost 30 years to the day, it's May 29th, 1993. Yes, it is. And we're still in this shoebox of arena. Yes, we are still in the Worcester Memorial Auditorium in Worcester, Mass. No change of venue today. The cam is like up at the top of the arena, which is roughly six feet above the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could you could do a stiff jump and get there. Yeah, the, you could definitely take some ECW dives from the very top row and land unhurt. Yes, in this arena, white men can jump. They can jump very high. <laughs> very, very high. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems. We have uh, Iridescent Macho. We do, we do. Starting with the normal opening, we've got Macho Man. I wouldn't say it's as crazy as some of his previous outfits, but definitely he's gone back to, he's not in the t-shirt anymore with the tassels, like mm-hmm. he's about to jump in the ring for a match. He is more in the trash baggy type substance. What do they call it? Is it like vinyl? Yeah. Uh, it looks a little bit more comfortable, but we've got our pinks, we've got our greens, we've got our light blues streaming over raw umber beating the shit out of purple. <laughs> yeah. The coolest thing about Kojak is the back of his vest. He turns around and we see it a bomb of style. Polyester mayhem blue streaking over reds, crisscrossing over orange that's beating the shit out of raw umber. Planes crashing, dogs exploding, elevators going up and down, up and down, all on the back of his vest. Yeah, um, he's, he can sing a rainbow. <laughs> he could. Lawler are really fighting each other most of the episode. Yeah, there's a lot of going back and forth on this. Just just fighting about various things going on leading up to the King of the Ring. So the first fight here is about who's going to win. Is it going to be Yokozuna? Yes. Or is it going to be Hulk Hogan? No. Which is, he's never referred to as Hulk Hogan. He's always referred to as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, that is true. That's, yeah. that's like the pre-Brock Lesnar, I guess. 
King is still wondering why they're even bothering having a tournament to crown something that he already is. Yes, which is awesome. We talk a little bit about Memorial Day here, you know, memorializing our veterans. And the king refers to it as the weekend that he opens his pool. Yes, the cesspool. The cesspool. As uh, Savage keeps on saying. Yeah. Uh, We're due for a unfortunate special interview from Sherry. Mm-hmm. Matt mm-hmm. Born Doink is uh, in the house. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Fabulous. Who I th- yeah. think. Didn't we see him last week? Last week was so many weeks ago for us. <laughs> I know. It feels I like, I, I honestly, I can't remember how many, uh, who was on the last episode. I have to go back and listen to that episode so I know what we watched. Yeah, and that's all they announced, but we're going to have a, a whole lot more. We have Tatanka running in as the new Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The bald spot that Bam Bam Bigelow shaved out of his head keeps on traveling. <laughs> like it was at the front, and now mm-hmm. it looks like it's at the back. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. They talk about it was the red in his hair that they cut out, but it, has he always had the top of his head that red? Yeah, I could. I couldn't remember. But Bam Bam had a whole thing of pink. Yeah, like like he, whatever he had in his bag, which was supposed to be the hair he chopped off, it just looked like cotton candy. Well, it looked like he cut off like a strand that was coming out of his fullet, his yeah. foam mullet <laughs> yeah. there. He had a strand coming out of there that was red on the end. And I never really noticed like that strand. Like I thought it was just the, the top red. And now they're saying like, you know, he had that strand on the side. I was like, well, then was his the head always red? Like, what's the difference between the top of his head being red? Because that's supposed to be the, the blood of his ancestors. Yes. But he's got red hair on top, too. So what blood is that? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's all, it's all, he's just bloody. Yeah, he's a bloody man. I mean, it looks like they chopped it out the back. And when they did it originally, it, it was from his temple. He had that little mm-hmm. snip off his temple. So yeah. I, I don't know if he keeps on just moving his bald spot around. It could be. Always be closing. A always BBC closing. We have probably my favorite product ever, the ice cream bar. Yes, this is the first time we've seen it. This season, I don't remember or I don't recall seeing it in previous episodes of the 1993 season. Maybe it was uh, seasonal. Maybe it's just summer only. That's what I was going to say, because like I remember it from last year when we were doing 92 sessions, like through the summer, they had it all over the place. The uh, little boy holding it is definitely sporting some 90s gear. He has the fingerless gloves. (laughs) He's doing some Saturday detention. Paying attention to me, Dad. <laughs> what about me? What about me? No, Dad. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 totally him. We've got Tatanka fighting against cartoon character Richie Rich. Uh, yes, I know where I've seen Richie Rich before. Yeah. It was roughly ten years prior. He was fighting Harrison Ford and was <laughs> destroyed by the propeller. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but he's back to life Doesn't he now. look like Nazi mechanic? He does. From, from, he does look like Nazi mechanic. Maybe that was him. I mean, he was <laughs> only in the fight scene in that movie. He wasn't like a real actor. So yeah. Least, he could have been a fight guy. He is, Richie uh, Rich. He's well-shaven, every part of him. He looks oh, like a yeah. seal. But we've seen Richie Rich before. Yeah, there's not a lot of background on him. All I could find was that he had 12 known matches, and that was it. And he went by, sometimes he went by Richie Rich, and sometimes he went by Ricky Rich. I mean, he looks fairly built. He's getting a little bit of offense. 
through this whole match. So it's not just like a complete squash match. He takes um, the arm drag really well. Like he does yeah. a front flip to take it. Like he makes Tatanka look like a million dollars. He's taking the chop. He sells the chops really well. He gets a little bit of offense in, but I think that's only so Tatanka can summon the power of the little Native Americans in the crowd to Tatanka up. Tatanka uh-huh. is part blowfish. He comes into the ring and he looks skinnier than ever. I'm like, I wonder if like Vince is doing everybody get off the juice. I'm getting yeah. uh, yeah, then I get, get sued over here. It is 1993, uh, yeah. By the end of the match, he looks like he's puffed himself up to about a third more <laughs> of him that was there at the beginning. Yeah. It's like, I've never seen Tatanka so slender. And then by the end of the match, I'm like, no, he's puffed up again. He's he's back to back to his build. Well, maybe like the run in like kind of deflated him. But now he, that he's in the match, he's, so he's like, he's, I got to suck in the gut for the ladies. And then yes. like mid match, he just can't do it anymore. That is. They actually say that he has a finisher now. Yes. Like I don't think they ever called the papoose to go anything other than a move. But they're like, it's his finisher. Well, it's a Samoan drop, is what mm-hmm. it is. It's a pretty cool move. I've always appreciated Samoan drop for what it is. It's not like anything flashy, but it does look like it could give you some pain there they're still touting his as they put it in this match one and a half year long undefeated streak yeah makes me wonder if they're going to try to do more with him because he has the the complete hogan warrior gimmick of like a hulk up mm-hmm. where he starts like uh you know prancing around and he starts doing his chops uh, yeah. and he becomes indestructible i mean he could have very well slipped into the role of like new big hero I totally see it at this point. Like, you kind of think of their roster and what they have to work with. And Tatanka's, like, I would think, same level as, like, a Shawn Michaels or a Bret Hart. He just hasn't been put in that position, which doesn't make any sense since they're giving him this whole undefeated streak. We are in the midst of the debut of, what, the the 19th AEW show? (laughs) Yes. He has, like, 94 hours of television and internet, and he still can't get everybody on the air. Yeah. And I look at this 1993 WWF roster, which is, like, Mm -hmm. seven dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's the roster? They, you probably couldn't have a Royal Rumble without, like, adding people you've never seen before, like they oh, did yeah. last time, where they had, like, mystery guys from yes. Japan show up. Tenru and uh, yeah. some other dude. Yeah. You, you need, like, ten guys and then another ten guys <laughs> for them to fight. Because yeah. that's all we're really seeing here. Yeah. And the, the, the most racist magistrator. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're getting, because he, he mentions the magistrator. He's like, we're getting the magistrator back. And then he just went full on racist. <laughs> I, was like, Whoa. I was like, wow, he gives him the, the, the Indian headband. He throws some cigars in his hand. Yeah, it turns him into a drugstore yes. wooden Indian. Yeah, in front of the cigar shop. There he is. Un- unreal. I am really surprised we didn't get that like blank screen before the episode. <laughs> they pixelate that one. Yeah, it's like I just cut. Yeah. (laughs) There's three minutes missing from the episode. Or, you know, this episode contains things that uh, we might feel are inappropriate. It wasn't right then. It isn't right now. Yes, uh, they do not not express the current views of the WWE. Back then, no problem. Anything went. Not now. (laughs) It's like, it's still funny. God damn it. (laughs) There's some some issues there. They focus a little bit on the Tatanka Bigelow feud Mm -hmm. here. And they also mention how both of them could possibly meet in the second round. As now we have a beginning bracket 
for yes. the King of the Ring, which we'll get to. We finally figured out <laughs> yeah. who's clowns. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Will the clown make it? Imagine having to sit through three preliminary clown matches. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, I, I will say, you know, and we mentioned this before, but Doik was a hell of a wrestler. His gimmick just sucked. Yes. <laughs> I wish there was more Matt Bourne ECW Doink. Yeah. Where he, like, had some kind of PTSD of being turned into this gimmick and he's yeah. just, like, lost it. We're into the update for the 95th time we have Hulk Hogan on the cover again. Of course. Of course. And we can buy... The Hulk Hogan spring jacket, just in case you're looking for your spring wear, as well as the Mega Maniacs t-shirts and megaphones. So we need, if you're willing to go for it, I would like to know. Oh my God. Do you think? <laughs> I, want a, I, want a, I want a megaphone. Are we doing this early? I, we All have right. to. I, I when I saw these up, I was like, we either got to oh, check the oh spring jacket or we got to check the megaphone. Is there so, a Mega Maniacs megaphone for sale right now my first of all my tell me it's true Doug. my theory presupposes that they had all this shit ready to go at wrestlemania 9 yeah which is populated by people just on their vegas vacation and not really <laughs> wrestling fans so yeah. none of this shit sold mega maniacs megaphone do you get one uh, please say I there is Otherwise, we have to cut this whole bit. There is not. <laughs> There's not. They do have a lot of Mega Maniacs toys, but they aren't vintage. They're just like stuff that they're releasing uh, now. Just to double check it. No. The, the, no one bought this at all. <laughs> no one bought the Mega Maniac shirt or megaphone. Imagine one guy's just hoarding it somewhere in like southern New Mexico. They got Mick Foley like riding around the country trying to find it for his A&E show. And they're like, <laughs> shit doesn't exist, dude. No, we put that in the landfill with the E.T. Atari game. Yes, it's a myth. It's all a all myth. That, all the Ultimate Warrior comic books. <laughs> and this was just in there with all that shit. Yes, yes, yes. Well, this week's focus on WWF update was Shawn Michaels and the current slump that apparently he is in, having lost his title to Marty Jannetty, and then just a few days later, having the double count out with Crush for his quote-unquote King of the Ring qualifying match. Gorilla Monsoon's doing the update. He is such a made man yeah. that no one is going to tell him that he said that Shawn Michaels has been the center of attraction. <laughs> instead of center of attention oh i miss that one like, should we correct him I, i'm not correct him you correct him yeah, <laughs> that's gorilla monsoon <laughs> keep, keep it rolling <laughs> <laughs> we correct gorilla monsoon we wake up with a horse's head in our bed <laughs> i love how marty Janetti shows up and who could it be <laughs> it's marty oh, yeah. his yeah. disguise consists of sunglasses and a hoodie <laughs> Well, we finally get to see this whole thing because we are not Raw watchers, of no. course. So we get to see basically the good parts of what had transpired on Raw not too long ago. Yeah, and Marty Jannetty comes in the ring with like a hood, not even a hood, a baseball cap and sunglasses. <laughs> and we're supposed to not know who it is. Who is it? <laughs> Vince has to point it out. <laughs> so Sean's like, I'll defend this belt all the time, anywhere, mm -hmm. against anyone. And Marty mm -hmm. shows up. He's like, hey, okay, let's go. And... Sean goes to run out of the ring, chicken shitty. And Mr. Perfect blocks his exit. Yes. How dumb is Mr. Perfect? <laughs> so, if I'm the number one contender for yeah. a guy's title, why would I have the guy lose the title that I'm fighting for? 
Yeah. I had thought about that, too. Well, they try and explain it later in the episode, saying Perfect must not have cared about the title. But come on. Perfect's <laughs> two-time champion. He loves yeah. the title. Yeah. He wanted that title back. That was not the way to go. No. I mean, it would make more sense if Perfect cost Shawn Michaels the belt and then started beating the shit out of Janetti. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, like, the number one contendership follows the title and not the opponent. So... Perfect would be fighting against Gennady because he's the contender for the title. Technically, he would. But as we learned with the tag team titles and what transpired with the Nasty Boys, that Man. is not always the case. No. And then we see this bullshit match from last time where Crush and Shawn Michaels was in a phony baloney contenders match for a slot that did not exist for the King yes. of the Ring. But then they also bring up they're going to have another match, but there's no slot. Well, apparently Crush has sway in the WWF with Jack Tunney, so he gets so pissed that he was eliminated from the tournament that he goes straight to Tunney and complains and whines and moans and says brudda a lot. And then Tunney agrees to allow him to have another match against Shawn Michaels at the King of the Ring, but it is not a King of the Ring match. Out comes Matt Bourne, and this dude is so metal that he (laughs) has a smiling face pasted pretty much up to his ears, and he looks so miserable. Yeah. Like, that's how good Matt Bourne is at looking like a total badass, even though he's dressed like a clown. That was one of my notes, is that he's got the makeup, like, perfect Mm -hmm. at this point. Like, the way that he does it on his face, where he could just look so evil, but still have smiles going. He walks to the ring like he gives not a single shit about anybody around him. He just looks mean. Yeah. And the shot, they do shot, there's a lot of kids in the audience in this thing. Every shot of the kids is, like, scared shitless of this clown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He comes down with a yo-yo. He decides to do a little yo-yoing down the aisle. He should be coming down with that arm from the kid they bit off in it. (laughs) (laughs) Chomping on that little kid's... Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, holding a sailboat in a balloon. Yeah. There's some kid in the crowd doing a a little crybaby face. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know if that was just found footage or if they actually got that from Matt Bourne coming down, but they associate it with doink losing against mr perfect and you know the kid is saying oh he's such a crybaby because he lost i would watch a found footage doink horror movie in a second <laughs> that'd be awesome holy shit that would be awesome <laughs> would that be great that would be amazing i like, don't know why they didn't do it remember when yeah. they made like like the cane movie and it's like totally believable you're like yeah cane should be in a horror movie he's yeah. a totally he's a complete horror villain looking dude Certainly. A doink horror flick, like a serious, like hard R doink horror flick. Yeah. Man. It's like like it, but like more real. (laughs) More real, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Who's doink beating up over here? Doink is beating up a complete nobody, but he looks like somebody. His name is Kevin Armstrong, and this is the only match that I could find him on. Oh, so he's not an Armstrong Armstrong. No, this is all I could find on him on any site. We got a lot of footage on some of our later red tights, but this one, there was nothing on. They all look great. Like, our red tights look like they're straight from the gym. Yeah. Yeah, they all look like real wrestlers. So I can't imagine that this was, like, this guy's only match. It's just the only thing that was mentioned about him. They're, you know, built dudes. He looks like little Cena. Yeah. Vince talks about Doink will be even more vicious 
after losing to Perfect on Raw this past Monday night. Yes, we finally get the conclusion of the three doink match. We had the one that yes. we saw, which was a count out. No, no, it was time limit draw. That's what yeah, it was. Time limit draw. We timed it out. The, the time ran out at six minutes twelve seconds. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. something like that. Most ridiculous time. But I really wish I heard the timekeeper at the beginning. Like this match is scheduled for one fall <laughs> with a six minute twelve second time limit. <laughs> what? I'll put this number. (laughs) Then something happened on Challenge that we didn't see, and I guess Perfect finally beat him on a Raw we didn't see. Yeah, we didn't hear anything about the second match, just that it was another no contest. We didn't hear, like, if the, you know, there was no disqualification, count out, whatever it was. I don't know. They keep on doing, there's two doinks, other two is an illusion. It's doing two faced, and then the king says, Macho isn't two faced because if he was, he wouldn't be wearing the one he has. <laughs> good one. That's a good yes. one. Good one, king. Thank you. Well, doink's kicking this guy's ass, and then he does the weird, I'm going to straddle your head while pulling your leg finisher. Yes. Uh, it's called the, the something stump. Is how they how they describe this thing. Is to please don't apply this in a reverse fashion, Doink. That's what it is. It's called the stump puller. Yeah, you don't want a reverse stump puller. No. Ooh, <laughs> well, maybe Doink wants a reverse stump puller. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's, uh, <laughs> I don't think the red tights want the stump puller. Are we ready for mixed gender matches, Vince? Because <laughs> man, do I have a finisher for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. Uh, Sable versus Doink. In a reverse stump. Ouch. Well, I think this match was simply put here because Doink lost. They needed him to, like, kill somebody. Because after the match is over, Kevin Armstrong is walking down the aisle and Doink just comes back and clotheslines him straight into the stairs. So they needed him to kill somebody to keep him as heelish as possible. Yeah. get the video package we saw last time they're doing the movie trailer promos now for king of the ring and tells the yes. whole story about what happened with hogan and why yoko is champion and why he shouldn't be champion anymore and jack tunney stepping up and saying hogan gets to keep the belt this whole story thing yeah. but before all that the king of the ring banner the regal banner itself has two fighting lions and they did a history of the championship belts and several of the belts use lions in them not just hmm. birds like the eagles whatever everybody knows but there's a lot of stuff that has lions in them including the new big gold that they unveiled yes is covered in lions apparently lions are mcmahon's crest animal his family crest has lions all over it so i wonder if for the king of the ring they decided to use mcmahon's you know his patronus (laughs) (laughs) his spirit animal his spirit animal yeah so yeah new big gold is covered in lions and i swear it has a bird at the top with the crown but i feel like the old you're either the European Championship or one of the belts that they used in the now defunct European circuit had lions on it. The original Undisputed, the one that I always thought it looked like a pirate ship, but the, yeah, uh, yeah. the thing that uh, was pre-spinner, that had yes. lions on the side plates. Okay. If I just had stupid money to spend for no particular reason, I'd have belts all over the place. <laughs> There's no reason to own a championship belt. Yes. <laughs> so I don't own any. If I did, this place would be covered in them. Yes, I would get one too. 24-year-old, 94-year-old <laughs> is here to interview Sensational Sherry. Yes, it's Bonnie Blackstone, the Barbara Walters of WWF. Wasn't Blackstone that, that magician you can buy his shit on television? Welcome to the magic world of Blackstone. It's incredible! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Blackstone or something like that. Yeah. 
Hmm. I do I do recall that. Yeah, Barbara Wawa is here. Asking the hard-hitting questions. What happened to Sherry? She's all over the place with this interview. It's not good. No, it, 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 she tries to oversell it, and it just mm-hmm. makes it worse. <laughs> she's going she's to smack a bitch, and <laughs> she says something to the effect of, you can bet your butt on one thing, little girl, and I don't think I've ever bet my butt on anything (laughs) she's it's yeah it's really bad i need to watch this with me my wife's like is she okay is she on something was her exact quote i'm like yeah it wasn't great this one's a little tough to watch we're a little worried about her at the end of this like here's my favorite quote here i will take every eyebrow from your face and anywhere else i can find it yeah (laughs) where else is her eyebrows going to be she's gonna do a brazilian yeah it's it's not an eyebrow <laughs> she goes back from the waxing parlor. What'd you get? I got the eyebrow. <laughs> like, what? <sighs> she ends this whole thing by like getting down on her knees, imitating what she says Luna will be doing. Mm-hmm. And Luna's going to yell at her in her best Luna Vashon voice that Sherry, you truly are sensational. Yeah. I don't think that's what she'd be saying, but you no. know. It's it is a, it is tough to watch. Poor Sherry. Yeah, this one's a little rough. And, you know, I, I am looking forward to this match when it does occur. I believe it's in July yeah. at some point that we're actually going to see this on Saturday Morning Superstars. This was this was definitely a roadblock along the road. Yeah. Blocking the road right now is Yokozuna coming down <laughs> the, the entire aisle. Yes. This place is so small. And I don't know if I mentioned it last time, because last time for us was like two and a half years ago. They have this big prop WWF logo, kind of like the old WCW diamond plate logos that they'd have on either side of the aisle. Yeah. We have this big WWF block logo. They can't find a place to put it out of the way of the aisle Mm. and the Titan Tron. So it's literally blocking half the Titan Tron. It's like all the props they built don't fit in this arena. If they put the entrance WWF prop anywhere else in the aisle, the guy can't get through the aisle. If they move it out of the way, it's in the way of the Tron. Like, this place is so dinky. It's really the smallest place I've ever seen them have a show. And it makes it kind of look less than. It looks like when they were filming during COVID yeah. in the Performance Center. It looks oh, like, yeah. kind of like that size. Oh, yeah. A little disappointing. Yeah. Yoko's coming in with his American geisha girls. Yes, they are faux geisha in the ring vince comments as he's coming down that he looks like he has gained a lot more weight since he first came in and i believe he is certainly right he is not just 505 yeah this becomes a problem yoko he's he's getting gigantic how how much do you have to eat to maintain that weight you'd think you have to eat constantly to maintain 505 pounds that's that's a crazy size i mean if you just ate normally you'd be losing weight so i don't know what it takes to pack on 505 pounds yeah, it sounds uncomfortable. Well, he's going to be facing our friend Tony Roy, who is also a well-built guy over here, another wrestler type. Also went by Antoine Roy, or Antonio Roy. Another one of his personas was Slade. <laughs> Slade. Slade. I like it. <laughs> uh, had a 35-year career. Really? Uh, yeah, beginning of his in-ring career was 1988. He was trained by Killer Kowalski. Okay, you know, um, train Triple H. Yep. Neat. Yeah. 
So uh, this guy, did he do anything? If you got a 35-year career and no one still knows who you are. Yeah. It's not like you're a red tight and you had a 35-year career and you happen to be Mick Foley who started as a red tight or the Hardys that started as red tights. Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of pictures of him. A lot of images for Tony Roy Wrestler here. If I don't make it in the next 35 years, I'm going to find something else to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what was his timeline for success? Let's see here. Tony Roy... Born in April 4th, 1970. So he started when he was 18. There's a mini bio there. There's really not a lot. Like he's, the the re- recent pictures of him here look like he's still like jacked too. He's actually more jacked than he is on the TV show. But it just says he did some work for Raw and he did some work for Superstars. But it doesn't say anything about any other promotions. So not sure. You know, 35 years of looking at raw tapes (laughs) so we have a road near us called the schuylkill expressway when you listen to the morning traffic report it's exactly the same report every single year (laughs) yeah yeah. it's always clogged at the same exact spot they probably Mm -hmm. recorded it in 1961 and been playing the same thing conchock and curve conchock and curve exactly right there's gonna be (laughs) exactly right i'm beginning to think a yokozuna match was actually recorded once and just replayed <laughs> over and over. They just rotoscoped them into a different arena because it is the same exact march every time. I'm yes. actually going to, uh, when we're done, I'm going to write down the order everything happens in this mm-hmm. match and compare it to every following match for the red tight. Because I oh, swear yeah. to God, it's the same match. Well, he doesn't have a lot that he can do, especially since he's packing on the pounds, man. He's got some big moves that he can do. The red tight will either approach him slow and he'll get a chop or a kick to the face, or he'll try and run at him and get a chop or a kick to the face. Some sort of big pound move will happen. He'll throw him into the corner. He'll run into him in the corner, upon which time the red tight will fall down so his head is facing the corner, and Yoko administers the bonsai drop. I remember seeing Yoko move quick, do drop kicks, basically super kicks to people. I'm not seeing the move and do that stuff anymore. I think he's, he's already too big. This is a really short match. It's less than, what, two minutes? It says that. it's two minutes and 16 seconds. He gets winded in the middle. I thought he was getting winded doing his opening routine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really is. He goes into the turnbuckle and raises his hand for the final, like, splash before his finisher. Mm-hmm. And he is breathing heavy. He looks tired. He's sweating. Yeah. And he'll be champion for, like, the next year. Yeah, I can only imagine, like, how this match is going to go. And subsequent matches, too. They can't possibly be long matches. No, because Bret Hart in his book where he, you know, well, Bret Hart book, he's just got a bitch about anything. Sure. But, you know, he said he had, the, like, a whole thing planned out where he and Yoko went over what there was going to happen in the, in the WrestleMania 9 match. Mm-hmm. And they had to, like, throw it all out. Because it was too hot, he was winded, and like they had to like rush to the end of the match, and Brett was yeah. kind of pissed because he didn't get to do all this like shit he was going to do with and around Yoko. Did you see at the beginning when they did the Yoko shot in the uh, opening credits? It was the one where the guy's head bounces three times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Vince loves that. One. That one's going to be in the in the opening credits for a long time. That guy looks dead. Put it in. Remember when he'd do the bonsai splash, he'd support himself with his arm? Before? Yeah. He, does, he ain't doing that anymore either. He's just sitting on top of the guy. No. It's like, I hope you live. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't support my own weight anymore. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, there's, there, that's got to be a rough, rough one, taking that bonsai drop anymore. 
Yeah. Hey, who's our fittest red tight? <laughs> yeah. You're fighting Yoko tonight. You're like, no, I don't want to fight Yoko. Well, I think this match was basically just put here because they need more time to like push this match because nobody's caring about this. It's kind of sad because you can tell like Hogan's coming to the end of his time in WWF and nobody's like buying this pay-per-view. Nobody's really caring about this Yoko Hogan match. So they needed something in a place in this episode to like really push the match because it's it's not happening for him. Well, they got one guy who isn't there. The other guy can't speak. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be up to the commentators to sell this one. Off the WWFU, the weirdest set, this gigantic WWF logo. We're going to need some, like, university uh, marching band We keep on saying that. We have yet to find something (laughs) that works. Um, But we're here with Face to Face. This is the first week that I think if I was Vince McMahon, I'd sour on the whole idea of face to face. I agree. Everybody's stepping over each other. <laughs> Gene's trying to put himself over and the other people are trying to sell the match. They kind of know what they want to say, but Gene doesn't know what they're going to say. So it's just really discombobulated. The other thing I didn't like about this is the face to face in the last couple of weeks has been opponent versus opponent with Gene being more of a mediator. Right. Well, Sheila, I guess even you and your liberal cronies have found the light at the end of the tunnel of love with our beloved president. Sit on this, John. And I like those because they could trash talk each other back and forth. Whereas these are just, it's just an interview on a TV screen. Yeah, it's a promo that's that's hard to conduct. Mm-hmm. Or an interview that's hard to conduct because it's on the screen. Yeah. But we get the card. We get uh, Hogan versus Yoko. Mm-hmm. And then we start getting the first round because I, I think it's all filled in, right? We don't yes. actually see the bracket, but they yeah. they do the matches. Brett Hitman Hart versus Razor Ramon, which we've mm-hmm. already seen. That was a yeah. summer series. That was series. Uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. And then we get an interview of Perfect, who uh, is trying to be a babyface. Yeah, he's like, I'm really proud to be in the the King of the Ring, and I feel feel very honored. At the same time, it's where I should be because I'm perfect. I'm perfect. <laughs> he's got his his uh, perfect swagger going on, but he's trying not to push it too much because that would be very heelish of him to do. I don't remember if they said who he's facing in the first round. Do we he know? is facing Mr. Hughes. You know why you can? Don't get a sucker no statue. Give him guts. Nice. Oh, yeah. The, the Battle of the Misters. Battle of the Misters. Yes. It's Mr. Mister. <laughs> Mr. Mister is fighting. <laughs> so take these broken wings. <laughs> take these broken wings. That's what's going to happen. Right in the middle of the ring. So he, yeah, con- gets his congratulations over beating Doink. Uh, and it looks like also Whippleman is now Mr. Hughes' manager. Yes, we knew that was coming, but we never got to see it. Yeah, because yeah. I think that started on a on a raw, like everything else is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we knew that there was like people vying to be Mr. Hughes's manager. Whippleman, we we kind of thought was in the running. Yeah, because Whippleman's like Hughes and I have a lot in common. He too <laughs> is a three and a half foot white man. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we see each other eye to eye. Or at least Ida Breast. That's right. <laughs> Hacksaw does his face-to-face interview, and he's going to be fighting Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes. He's coming down my alley. Uh, he <laughs> likes to... I, I, I didn't get this whole... This this 
promo was all over the place too. He didn't need Gene to step on this one because he was just a bumbling idiot by himself. Yes. Uh, he likes to get in the ring and win, <laughs> just like most people do. Yeah. He said, well, this was the one truth that he put in there. He said, it's not going to be a wrestling match. It's going <laughs> to be a fight. Because yeah. <laughs> neither of us know any wrestling moves. <laughs> we don't wrestle. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen there. My note on that was it was not a real face-to-face. It was just a couple of quick interviews, very similar to like the old style, yeah. where Gene would just you know interview them on set, but now he's just doing it on a screen. Well, weeks after it happened, we finally get to see some clips of Raw, and we get... Uh, what, what is this Raw? It's a show <laughs> that has replaced this show as the real show to watch. I've never heard of this Raw that <laughs> yeah. you speak of. Yeah. Uh, this this is uh, when we got to the January part of uh, Superstars. Mm-hmm. We're in May right now, so yeah. about five months ago. Show-wise, we should have pivoted the entire show <laughs> to, to do Raw. We're too old and stupid, and we like our Saturday mornings the way That's they right. were. That's right. We're, we're staying in the past. I didn't have cable in that dorm room. I had one <laughs> antenna. This is the shit I got. Exactly. It. But we got Sean Whitman as the Lightning Kid, because it says L Kid on his tights, but I don't think he was going by that. They kept on changing his name every week. And Yeah. His kamikaze kid or whatever. And we finally see him beat Razor Ramon. Razor is uh, stunned. And then Sean Waltman hits him with his knee and then puts his crotch in his face. Yeah. Causing the bad guy to just, uh, I think he's just like, hey, this guy's crotch is in my face. Oh, wait, (laughs) maybe I should move. I'll give it a second. Yeah. And then then he loses the match. Well, this is a very fast count, I might say, too. That's true. It's, as, it's almost as if the referee knew he was supposed to win. Yeah. I like even the ref <laughs> bails out. It, like, Razor's so ripshit that the ref bails out and runs out. Scott Hall can't believe he lost. And then, a week later, a very different-looking Scott Hall. Like, yeah. You go from one match to the other, and he's got, like, a, he's got his hair cut. He's got a new beard. It doesn't even look like the same Scott Hall. But fake Razor. <laughs> fake Razor's on the screen already. Fake Razor's on the screen three years early. Yes. <laughs> saying, I'll give you a life-changing amount of money. Mm-hmm. More money than you, you can know what to do with. That's a lot of, that's, that sounds like a lot of money, Dom. So much money <laughs> that everybody in the audience would, would kill their own mother yes. to Woo. get this amount. Woo, that's a, that's, that sounds like a huge amount of money. This, the amount of money is $2,500. <laughs> I would not kill my mother for that amount of money. I'm sorry. No, that's not what's going to happen. Which would not buy this saxophone sitting behind me. <laughs> would not. Nope, 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 uh, nope. Yes, uh, $2,500 is a lot of money that, that the kid eventually says. We, we hear from the kid after this. And he's going to give us a short little promo, which is just god awful. It's really bad. <laughs> so jeez, like, Mister Razor. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't think I'd beat you. I did. It's been the, the highlight of my life. And God, twenty five hundred dollars is a whole lot of money. I can send my kids to college. Yeah. But um, okay. I'm gonna, golly willikers, Mister Razor, sir. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to say no because uh, I shouldn't have beaten you the first time. I'm just very happy. I'm just gonna live in the moment. I'm just gonna leave this as a good memory. And uh, and thank you for, for your service, <laughs> but I, I'm going to have to turn you down. Uh, yeah, this is just a lot of money, though. Yeah, but, uh, Ooh, that's a lot of money. Twenty five hundred dollars. 
Uh, and he's he's in full like Bob Backlund mode with his one yes. arm, just tomahawk chopping every sentence. He, he um, got he got lessons from Bob right before this promo with with a true five star mullet. Uh, oh Walton yeah, Sporting. Oh yeah. But it was on. I'm like, guess who that is? And my wife's like, is that X Pac? Like, <laughs> Indeed, it is, dear. <laughs> hey, he looks like he's about ten years old. At it's this like, point in his career. He went by Lightning Kid. Then they were calling him Kamikaze Kid. Yeah. Then the kid, because he beats Razor, they call him the one, two, three kid. When yeah. he jumps over to WCW, they just add all his numbers together. <laughs> call him six. Because <laughs> he's the sixth man of yeah. the NWO. Uh, and then they, you know, they gangster rap him in the six pack. And then... Yeah. He becomes X-Pac. He, be- he comes back to Degeneration X and becomes X-Pac. I mean, that is some evolutionary naming for, yes. for, uh, for Sean. Several names in that. Well, it was like, you know, this promo was so bad, they couldn't have given him, like, a second chance. They were just like, and cut. That's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they never redid like, anything. Like, time is money. No. Yeah. <laughs> Camera crew costs money. You either get it the first time or you go just look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Speaking of looking like an idiot, we have Lex Luger. <laughs> yes, promotional consideration paid for basically ourselves Yeah, on this because we've got a Luger promo with Ica Pro. We still got to want it for some reason, but nobody's getting it. No. I literally thought in this day and age that Ica Pro was a sponsor. <laughs> like, yeah. Like they were in some company that bought time, but no, it was their own internal win. Yes, yes. They're, they're paying for their own sponsorships at this point. Along with the WWF figures. Yes. Uh, which are being touted by Macho. It doesn't say, or maybe I missed it. Does it say like who makes these figures? Like it's not like, you know, like WWF a or a figures or by Hasbro. Yeah. All it just keeps saying is WWF figures. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely new because the one I had of Macho was Macho King. And this is the first time they have him in his uh, neo mm. cowboy outfit. Yeah. All of them had a signature move. The uh, power of Hulkamania. The knockout punch of Virgil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the audacity of IRS. Which... Oh, audacity. Oh, that's because he's auditing, I guess. Good wordplay. Good wordplay. And once again, we have that shot we saw a couple weeks ago. We have definitely IRS. We have definitely Hogan, who's in the back, which surprised me. They pushed him all the way to the back. Macho's up front. Macho's the one that set this up. <laughs> then we got Skinner, and we know how much he's worth. Who's on the far right? Is it Uh-oh. Rick Martell? Possibly. It's, it's either Rick Martell or it's, you know what, uh, is it um, El Matador? I'd say it's El Matador, but at this point, they would have had him in his shit, right? His uh, bullfighting gear? I don't know who that could be. Well, it's either got to be like Rick Martell or Tito. It's got to be one of those two. (laughs) They all look the same. Yeah. Strike Force. (laughs) Yeah. Just call call that character Strike Force. (laughs) Was it Rick Martell or is it Tito? Yes. 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 Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. Well, the MIDI marching band starts up and out comes Small Papa Pump is coming out with his brother. Midigan fight song. Is uh, playing <laughs> <Mid again. laughs> <laughs> and the uh, and they are going to be facing Mike Bell, 
and Tony DeVito. So these guys have a little bit of history, and it looks like maybe a little bit of history together. Mike Bell, an American professional wrestler, worked for the WWF, and also the original Extreme Championship Wrestling as Mike Mad Dog Bell. Mm. He was the brother of Mark Bell and Chris Bell. I don't know who they are, but apparently Chris Bell was the director of the 2008 documentary Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Ooh, Uh, I saw that. Yeah. It's a steroid uh, documentary. Yes, uh, in which that followed the life of Mike Bell's, uh, followed Mike Bell's life and death by prescription drugs. So that was the whole thing. Wow. So that's that's my that's that guy. Yeah. And then DeVito as American professional wrestler. He's best known for his appearances on World Wrestling Federation, Extreme Championship Wrestling, and Ring of Honor. He is currently performing in the ALW, the Atomic Legacy Wrestling. Wow. Uh, where he is the current ALW hardcore champion in his <laughs> first reign. Can you imagine like sixty five year olds in the wrestling league? It's like a it should be in a bingo hall. He was born in 1972, so he is 51. 51. Unbelievable. I, I figured these guys were wrestlers because they they do a really good job bumping. So I was expecting to see the Frankensteiner. Do you think they put an end to the Frankensteiner after those like three motherfuckers fell on their like necks? Yeah, I I just think it's like people do it all the time now with the you know it's the Hurricanrana. Yeah. Um, but I just think at this point in time, it looked too dangerous. You know, if he didn't do it right, it looked like he could have fallen straight on his head. Yeah. And these guys aren't small. These are no. big red tights. Yeah. And they look like they, they know what they're doing because they're mm-hmm. taking some pretty, you know, heavy moves here. They, we get the patented what a maneuver from Vince. What a maneuver! What a maneuver! What a maneuver! What a maneuver! Like, what a maneuver! Uh, and I was like, well, that's a tilt-a-whirl suplex is what I think that was. It, it's it's wicked. Like, Scott yeah. Steiner is one strong mother yeah. Because these guys are big. They're like 260, I'd say. Yeah. And when he flips this guy around, there's some velocity. He looks like a battle bot. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He really tosses this dude around in a circle yeah. uh, without much problem. Yeah, and they, they both take bumps really well. That could be another reason why we don't see the Frankensteiner. These guys are pretty big. I don't know if they could flip. Mm. Or they just wanted something that both guys can do. The Frankensteiner is a very solo act. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have that tag team ending where, where both guys are involved if you only have one dude doing the move. Yeah. We get a new name for what I guess is a clothesline here. They call it a Steiner Liner. The Steiner Liner. Yes. Wasn't uh, that their WCW song? It was like Steiner Line. <laughs> Steiner so I'm not sure, but I, I never heard it called that. I guess that's a clothesline performed by a Steiner. Nobody else can do a Steiner liner, and a Steiner liner couldn't have been finer, uh, <laughs> yes. as as Macho Man says. I think Macho, if he found something that rhymed, he'd just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a couple of, he was spitting rhymes at a couple of spots in this episode. He's like, yeah, don't interfere with my flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like freestyling out there. I've got my muse. <laughs> I've got my muse. It's <laughs> rocking it. Yes. Apparently, at this point, the announcers are giving us a little bit of push on the eight-man tag team that is going to occur because the Steiners are involved in that, teaming up with John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. Yes. Uh, they are going to be fighting the Money Inc. along with the Head Shrinkers. Yes. So I think that's just a way to get all of those people on this pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, this 
put them in a giant cluster. <laughs> I love yeah. how the announcers don't even know how it's going to go. What? Have you ever seen that before? And Lyle's just like, no, it's stupid. Why would you, yeah. why would you have that many guys in a tag team yeah. match on the side? You can't even see the match. They're like the whole apron will be covered in dudes. Yeah, it's too many people. It's too, too, too many, many dicks on the dance floor. It's <laughs> too many dicks on the dance floor. <laughs> it is that's definitely the the theme of that <laughs> i've always been a sucker for the bulldog i'll always love the move and a bulldog coming off the top rope is just awesome yeah they call it a doomsday bulldog so they're taking a little bit out of lod on that see paul ellering with a puppet hey you need a manager <laughs> no paul no, we're fine away. we're away. good no more puppet no more puppet Buy the pay-per-view. Call your local cable company. And all I can think of is like, that's not going to work. Oh, come on, Dom. God damn it. Come on, you want to do it, Dom? No. Like, every come single on. time we tried. Like, I do it ahead of time, a couple of weeks. I double what? check. I call, hey, you know, we ordered it. Do we have our order in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 7 o'clock on a Sunday, <laughs> nothing did happen. I just what? watched the f***ing test pattern <laughs> over and over again for 20 minutes. And then trying to get somebody on a Saturday to answer the f***ing phone and see if, like, would you please, 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 please put it on. Here's my address. We ordered it, I swear. Oh, God. Pull out your rotary phone. Come on, pull, pull it out. You have to dial it. No one can answer. <laughs> please press 9. I can't press 9. There's it's no a nine. dial It's a rotary phone. <laughs> I just want to see the pay-per-view. I want to give you $35. Please, could you make it easy? Uh, Pain in the uh, ass. Yes. God well, yes, it. we get our In the King of the Ring report with Gene Okerlin, brought to you by Ica Pro and our resident Hawaiian. We get the rundown of what the bracket looks like, Brett versus Razor, Mr. Perfect versus Hughes, Whippleman. We get it's Hacksaw versus Bam Bam and Tatanka versus Luger. Within that, we get a couple of quick promos here. Whippleman and Hughes are up there, and he says, Perfect is flying high, but you're going to go down. Shut up, old man. I ain't going nowhere. Because I am the man. So, uh, to which Becky Lynch says, what? What? Um, he's also the ones. So yes, he's, he's the, the one and the man. So, he's taking a lot of credit for that. And we do actually get a Tatanka promo out of this. And I feel like I hadn't been able to do one of these you for a while. haven't done one so. in, in a long time since face yeah, to so face. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go ahead and do my Tatanka promo and stick my uh, Indian drums under it with the flute. <laughs> so here they come. <laughs> Narcissist Lex Luger. Something that was bestowed upon me by the great spirit. Check. And all my people. Check was how to realize reality. <laughs> and Lex Luger, in two weeks, you will realize your reality. And you will be sorry. Well, Lex Luger, according to uh, his promo, is going to uh, bring his undefeated string to ah. a grinding halt. <laughs> uh, yes, he does have an undefeated string. <laughs> it is coming to an end, Tatanka. <sighs> brother crush versus Shawn michaels yeah in the battle of who gives a shit like yeah why, why are we even having this match it's just a way to get everybody on this pay-per-view please buy it because we're putting everybody on it and hulk hogan versus yokozuna yes. in the weirdest hulk hogan interview i've ever seen this was a little weird and i think that 
Jimmy didn't know what he was doing there. No. <laughs> Hogan tries to cue him up. First of all, my wife is watching this. She doesn't understand that Jimmy Hart turned face. Yeah. So she's like, what is Jimmy Hart doing there? I'm like, exactly. What is yeah. he ever doing anywhere? <laughs> We've established that in several episodes. So Hulk's like spewing out some bullshit. And then mm-hmm. finally goes, you tell him, Jimmy. And Jimmy starts cutting a promo. And yeah. Hogan's like, no, talk about <laughs> Jack Tunney. And then Jimmy's like, what am I supposed to say about Tunney? <laughs> yeah, Tunney's all, Tunney has nothing to do with this. Tunney gave you the belt. He didn't strip you of it. He said, keep it. We like Tunney, but... Am I supposed to hate Tunny? And then Hulk's like, you're not getting it. Shut the fuck up. And Jimmy Hart's so confused during the thing. He's like, what the, what the hell's Hogan want me to do here? I don't understand yeah. what my motivation is. Tunny's, what, are we mad at him? I don't yeah. get it. Like, this, it didn't go this was through so the, strange. The, it is. It's the weirdest promo because nobody knows thing, what they're doing. The only thing I have to say about this promo is he didn't go like full hyperbole on this really at any point. I was kind of happy about that. He, he does call Yoko a living ball of sushi, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> yes. And they do talk about going Pearl Harbor on him. So we're bringing yes. that back up. A date which will live in infamy. All right. Yes. World War Three. here we come. That's right. Two just wasn't enough. No. All right. So here's some belt news. He's wearing the chipped eagle, the winged yeah. eagle with the chip in it. Chip. There's this dude on YouTube that does every single iteration of every belt. Okay. So not just the winged eagle, every single winged eagle. Oh, wow. And he brings up the chipped eagle, and he says the chipped eagle returns when Shawn Michaels loses to Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. The uh, the chipped eagle is back because the the wing's broken. But at that point, that belt is so fucked up, like the bars on either side, one of them's missing. The mm-hmm. eagle is chipped and it's just trash. The belt has just been through a lot, and they replace it with the big eagle belt the next night. Like Stone Cold throws away the winged eagle, and, and out comes the big one. But just recently, they have like this uh, whoever the historian for WWE is, the curator. Mm-hmm. was showing a bunch of belts and he shows the chipped eagle that what Yoko had and Hogan had and Brett had and it's intact. So hmm. I don't think the chipped eagle that Shawn Michaels lost to Stone Cold, Stone Cold. is actually this chipped eagle. I think it's just another belt where the, the wing got chipped off of it. Yeah. I, my theory presupposes Woo. there's two chipped eagles. Whoa. One that was lost to Stone Cold where the, the bars on the side were broken and this one, the actual chipped eagle belt. Whoa. Yeah. Revelations. I love it. We need to get to the bottom of this dog. We do. I, I want to see them both in the same room. I want to see the yeah. one that, that uh, Sean lost and the and this WrestleMania 9 chipped eagle. Because it doesn't make sense for the chipped eagle to return four years later. What is this? WrestleMania 9, yeah. 10, 11, 12. He drops it in 14? 14 is, is when Stone yeah, Cold There's no way it's the same chipped eagle. I think the second doink has the best. The second doink has the second <laughs> chipped eagle. That son of a bitch. That he, bastard. He went rogue. He went rogue and chipped another belt. Yep. That darn doink. Such a character. We're looking at Wrestling Challenge now has the King's Court. Yeah, it was just a real quick clip of last week's King's Court. And they talked about this last week where he's going to be interviewing Whippleman and Giant Gonzalez. But apparently the interview was so bad that you don't even get any audio. Nothing. It's just a video just, just, from it. Uh, yeah, you just see the it. genderless giant, Captain Bush over here, just sitting, <laughs> <laughs> standing. 
Yeah. And, and you don't know what was said, if anything. Yeah. And then Lawler tells us that he's going to interview Luna Vachon next week. So that will apparently be the rebuttal from uh, Sensational Sherry's horrible promo. It is really bad. In comes Mr. Perfect in my favorite Mr. Perfect outfit. I love Mr. Perfect Blue. Yeah, Mr. Perfect Blue with the black back on. And Yeah, and watch him toss the uh, towel over to uh, Tim White. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Yep. So, Tim's got a game. Yeah, Tim catches it, and then he kind of, he didn't know if he was supposed to hand it back to Perfect. <laughs> Perfect's like, no, so he just kind of throws it out of the ring there. Perfect is going against red tight Rich Myers. What a raggedy ass red tight. We've had like stellar red tights all night. Athletic looking red tights yeah. the entire night. And then you got this dude. <laughs> well, this is another one that uh, has been around for a little while. You gotta be kidding me. Known as Rambling Rich, AKA Rich Carlisle. Did some singles wrestling, did some tag team wrestling. Started in 1990. And it says here he has an in-ring experience of 32 years. Oh, my goodness. Um, wrestling style was an all-rounder. He was trained by Larry Sharp. And my favorite no part... No shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite part of this was the name of his signature move is the Stigmata. <laughs> no. So he basically <laughs> stuck holes through people's heads. <laughs> crucifies a motherfucker. crucifies them. Oh, my yes. God. He holds through his hands and feet. What the hell is he doing? Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to know what the stigmata move is. (laughs) So we we would tour Europe in the summer, you and I. Yes. Along with uh, other people in our profession. And one guy was going around Venice, which is basically a giant flea market. And he's looking and looking and looking for stuff. I'm like, what are you looking for? He's like, I'm looking for a crucifix for my wife. And I'm like... Dude, what did she do? <laughs> like, how are you going to get that on the plane? <laughs> Isn't she going to go through a trial? Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> well, no, what he's going to do is he's going to buy it. He's going he's gonna to buy it. He's going to bring her over to Venice, and then she's going to have to carry it all the yeah. way home. <laughs> like, dude, I got a crucifix for my wife. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> You're hardcore. Wow. Okay. You need yeah. the spikes to go with that? Their safety word's got to be intense. <laughs> yeah, Perfect kicks this guy's ass left and right. He does do a good job of bouncing around for Perfect. Because yeah. uh, Perfect locks in the Perfect Plex after really tossing this guy all over the place. Yeah. Does the big yell out to the crowd, you know, do you want to see the Perfect Plex? That really gets a rise out of Macho. Macho's got a hard-on for the Perfect Plex. Apparently, because he's just like, oh, yeah! Yeah, the Perfect Plex, yeah. <laughs> Free it on! Of all the tribute moves that we've seen people do, I've never seen the Perfect Plex since Perfect. Nope, nope, nope. Even his kid didn't do it. Yeah, you'll get a good German suplex, but it's not the perfect plex. Yeah. Oh yeah, we get perfect brings out all the hits. The, the, the uh, head snap thing, the tie the guy's hair up in your hands and then flip him over and pull his hair out thing. Yeah. He's got it all. He's playing the hits, Mr. Perfect. Playing the hits. He's got his moves o doom. And for, what is it, the third time we're in WWFU with uh, Mean Gene? Yeah, well, it's all about promoing King of the Ring. So they bring out Gene several times during this just to to give us more hype for the king of the ring this is the one that has the bad promos with a face-to-face this is mm-hmm. this is the money inc one where they're just like stepping all over each other yeah nobody know, knows what everybody's saying because 
you know, DiBiase or IRS will be saying something and then Gene steps on them and they stop. And mm-hmm. it's like, it just keeps killing the momentum of the promo. And then the same thing happens to Yoko and Mr. Fuji on this. Although I will say that this is probably the clearest I've ever understood Fuji. Fuji drops his accent. Yeah. I was his, like, watch this. So like, Fuji's dropping his accent. This is probably how he sounded like from day to day. He's probably like, yeah. hey, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Fuji, yeah, how you doing? Uh, nice weather I, we're I, having. I didn't realize it, but yeah, like, I was like, wow, I can really understand Mr. Fuji on Yeah, this was promo. Fuji's just, was his, is it always bullshit? Was Fuji I, just like, I don't know. From that's, Delco? That's what I was wondering. Was he just like, <laughs> completely like overdoing the japanese accent to portray you know the mr fuji character and just decided not to on this I don't yeah know. i'd love to hear like non-kayfabe yeah fuji. <laughs> yeah i might have to look up some youtube videos on that just like, yeah like a like an out of character mr like, fuji without accent i want to see if there's anything be funny if he like was from jersey video shoot Shoot interview with Mr. Fuji. Does he have an accent? He still has an accent, but mumbles a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. They said he speaks perfect English without an accent. That's a, that's from a Facebook post. So I don't know how real. I'm that buying is. it because he drops it for most of this interview. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's always been a thing, and I didn't know. Like I've always heard him with a heavy accent, but this was this was fairly clear for Super Nintendo Royal Rumble the game. Oh my god, did you see the graphics on this, Dom? I did. Amazing. They are amazing. 32 bit. <laughs> yes. Or was, was it, it 16 back then? Like, and actually, be. it might have been 16 bit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the Super bit. Nintendo is probably 16. 16 bit. But still, 16 bit, Dom. <laughs> ever try to pin anybody in these games? It's, oh, oh, no. God, it's such a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Like, if you can get the pin to work in a tag team, they'd always be broken up. Mm-hmm. They're playing a tag team match for, for two and a half years. Well, that's it. It ended the episode. We get to always be closing with a video game ad. Always be closing. Yeah. So did you like the episode then? Um, I think this was kind of like, this was an in the middle one for me. Um, we saw some decent red tights in this, but nothing that really... It was just all hype. Yes. You know, it was no forwarding of story, really, here. It was just all hype for the King of the Ring. Uh, we are two weeks out at this point. So I guess, if if anything, we got a little bit more background on the Razor Ramon one, two, three kids story mm-hmm. in this. That's kind of the only story that kind of, you know, worked its way through this episode. Everything else was just all hype. We see a doink match. You know, Doink's pissed because he's not in the King of the Ring. Uh, we see a Mr. Perfect match. He's going to be facing Mr. Hughes. We see, you know, whoever's on the screen. It's like, you know, Tatanka. Yeah, we're going to see him in the King of the Ring. So it's all just promo for the King of the Ring at this point. Yeah. I mean, it usually is anyway because, you know, they're not really calling the match. There is no match. There's a guy who's like a test dummy for these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think... One of the problems with the King of the Ring is the brand isn't big enough that you're buying the ticket just because it's a wrestling event. There's people like, you know, probably you and me who go to a show no matter who, you know, let's drive to State College for three hours to go see who knows. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, you like, you need to know the card. And you don't, here it is like two weeks before, and we just got the full card. Yeah. 
because the king of the ring takes so long to get through the preliminary rounds to actually like fill out who's actually fighting who sure sure um like we waited a long time to get a card um yeah meanwhile you know in this day and age the brand is what you're buying like i got my oh, yeah. wrestlemania 40 tickets and i have no clue yeah who's going to be on it what the main event is you just yeah. know hey it's wwf it's wrestlemania we got to go yeah it's going to be a good show no matter what but in this day and age look at the they're selling out like these dinky ass hockey arenas bare like these little ballrooms yeah uh the brand not, isn't not strong even enough selling for out yeah, yeah. No, the brand isn't strong enough to be like, okay, King of the Ring, it's going to be in your town. Get your tickets seven months in advance. We'll tell you who's on it later and yeah. still have it sell out. Like AEW selling out Wembley. Yeah. Nobody knows what's on that card. They sold like 70,000 tickets already. Yeah. Because it's the, the, you know, the brand's strong enough. This new generation WWF isn't strong enough to do that. And no. it just took forever to get like, what, what am I buying? Why am I buying this pay-per-view? Oh, finally, I have a card two weeks later. So do we think that this this may be part of the reason that this was not a pay-per-view that lasted like the other big four? I think because it's the it, only one that you can't play with the format and have it survive. So like yeah. Survivor Series, maybe the five on five and the four on four is getting old, long in the tooth. It's going to, you know, people aren't buying it. Okay, fine. It's just called Survivor Series. You got to survive mm -hmm. the match. We just have a bunch of matches. It's SummerSlam in, in November. But you can't do that with King of the Ring. Like, it is what it is. It's the tournament. So yeah. you got to replace it. If the, people are getting tired of the Royal Rumble, like the countdown got old and people didn't like that, what do you do with it? Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. you, it is the match. It's like the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view without the yeah. Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Like, yeah. Game of King of the Ring without the King of the Ring tournament. I mean, the tournament became nothing. Like, I think in some years it was just the finals. Yeah, where it's that's like, true. Whoever wins this is the king. You saw most of the tournament on Raw. Oh, yeah. By the time uh, Stone Cold won it, yeah, it was. I think it was like three matches or something, maybe the last, the semifinals. Yeah, the you finals. watched like, yeah, the last two and it was over. Tune in next week. Where we have Papa Shango versus Bret Hart, an actual name versus name. Yeah, the 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 feud that never was because Bret got pushed into being the champion. <laughs> yeah, he, he's who he was fighting last summer, and then when he became champion, they they kind of like dropped the whole yeah, thing. They just dropped it. Uh, Narcissus, the narcissist, will be around. All right. And the smoking guns will will kill more people <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> kill dozens of people with their entrance. Yes. Well, Bon Jovi uh, plays in the background. Uh, we the ones. We got Mr. Hughes. Woo! I am ranked number one. One! That means I'm the best. And uh, Razor shows up for uh, the, the after credit sequence. Yes. Apparently 2,500 was not enough for the kid. Mm. So what does he do? It's doubling he, it. He doubles it. Double down. <laughs> he doubles down. He's going to offer the kid $5,000 now to get in the ring so he can kick his ass. Yeah. Should be like Sean Waltman. I got a shit ton of pot. <laughs> and China's. <laughs> I, got, I got China and a video crew. Yes. <laughs> what you thinking? Uh, you like uh, it? How you doing? Well, all right. I'll go. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a deal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if $5,000 is enough for the kid. We shall. Life-changing money, as he says. I mean, now that it's doubled. It's I mean, five grand. It's life-changing. Yeah. yeah. That could buy a ton of pot. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's a lot of pot. 
I got, I got a kid uh, to ca- uh, screw them. I'm buying pot. Pot and and China. Yeah, sold men. Yes. Well, yeah. until next time, I guess sayonara, Undertaker. All right, Shawn Michaels has left the building. <laughs>